Most of us at one time or another try a sport, but only a tiny fraction become so good that we call them elite, the best of the best. Most get there through an incredible work ethic that starts as a child and usually dominates their young lives, often at the expense of their education and social lives. For most, the blood, sweat, and tears results in just a few years at the top of that mountain. What then? Have these elite athletes prepared for life after the glory? This podcast celebrates the lives of these elite athletes through conversation stories and a few laughs along the way. And now your hosts, Lucy Sang and Gary Stern. And thank you to our producer, Mark Allen, for that wonderful introduction. I'm super excited to introduce two of my friends from UCLA days, Darina Campbell and Erica Tukienen. Thank you both for being here. D and E, what are you up to today? I can go first. This is Erica Tukiainen. So I have just recently graduated from my family medicine residency program. I've uh, in, served as faculty in our program, and now I'm actually back into training in sports medicine fellowship, which I'll be completing in June of next year. Great. And Del? Awesome. Yep. Yeah. And then so I am just finished my internship program in internal medicine and I'm just taking kind of like a little bit of a two-year break and I'm working with the Marines at Camp Pendleton as a general medical officer for now. So our typical question into every episode is what are wh- why your sport? Why basketball? How did you both get into it? Doreno, can you go first? Sure. Yeah, so um, I want to say I came up with it on my own, but I did not. <laughs> I will say... Uh, my dad actually he uh, ends up playing basketball at Tufts and then um, my mom was like hey you know what you need to spend more time with your daughter so she was like hey why don't you go and play a little basketball with her and my first year I was just horrible absolutely horrible but the next year I started picking it up and he started kind of playing with me it was just something that we shared and after that just kind of we ran with it together so it was fun Erica so for me uh, you would think that with my background so my my dad was actually played professional basketball in Europe in Finland in the 80s and most people assume that because of my dad I started playing basketball when I was younger but it was actually my mom my mom's a little blonde lady with blue eyes five five and I'm about six foot and I got to play in basketball because I was super chubby and awkward and not very social at all. <laughs> and so it was a way to uh, encourage uh, fitness and to find friends. So that was my journey in Finland, starting basketball. Wow. You, you know, I want to ask uh, both of you, uh, you were both elite basketball players at UCLA. Your accomplishments in your four-year careers, and you overlapped, I think, by one year uh, in, your, in your time at UCLA. But of course, UCLA basketball is a big deal. It's a big deal on the men's side. It's a big deal on the women's side. And you both, from looking at the statistics, were among the best in the country. But you obviously both had bigger fish to fry in your lives. Um, It looked like medicine was on the radar screen from very early on. Um, Did you ever think to yourself during your college careers, oh, well, maybe I'll play overseas. Maybe I'll play in the WNBA. Maybe I'll stay with basketball for a while. Um, or was medicine right there on the front burner from the beginning? Uh, Darina? Medicine was on the front burner for me at the beginning, but I do have to say, like, during my college years, it kind of got pushed a little to the side. Um, that's why I took more of a longer route to kind of get there. 
Um, I think just kind of the experiences of like, you come in with an idea of what you want to do. And then through college, like we grew up, we learn, we realize there's other things that we want to do and experience. Um, so I think that's why it kind of went off for me a little bit. And I thought about playing pro. I just, I don't know. By the time I finished, it just wasn't the right career path for me. So that's why I ended up looking at something different. Erica? I actually had some professional experience in Europe already. I played with the Finnish national team when I was younger. And so I had had some exposure traveling and seeing what that was like in Europe. And so often women or players will choose to play to have experiences in traveling. And that wasn't a big part for me because I had already traveled quite a bit already from age 10 till 15. But I did uh, think about professional and actually trialed for Sparks. I did a trial and then were in negotiation and thinking about a contract. But then when I was trying to facilitate my professional career and going into medicine, it was just really difficult to navigate that. So at that point in time, I decided that I'm going to, you know, go ahead. I try medicine and see how that goes. And if that wasn't the right path, then I'll come back into uh, athletics and basketball. Well, it sounds like you made a really good choice. Let's uh, actually start more towards the beginning where, when did the two of you recognize that you actually had a chance to play basketball in a more elite status? Not like, you know, most of us who pick up a ball really enjoy basketball and just find our top of our career on the playground. When did the two of you realize you were gonna go college and even had the opportunity to go afterwards. Erica? So I think a a big part, high school can be a big influence. And that was definitely for me when I made the transition to go from high school to club high school basketball, you get approached and told like, hey, you're actually pretty decent. And interesting enough, I was really lucky to have my mom who really didn't push me a lot to think about, hey, you need to think about college or professional basketball. So a lot of it was very organic that I just love playing. I love being with my teammates and my coaches and then as I uh, grew and I, I I pretty much hit like 5'11 when I was like in eighth grade wow. and so since then I was like Erica you're, you're you're good you're athletic and I was like the opposite in seventh grade was not tall was not athletic so I kind of <laughs> had this really quick growth and uh, club ball in high school was a big push and from there my high school coach when I was in high school told me like Erica you got to play college basketball it's a wonderful experience for you and he was a former WNBA coach so that mentorship was a big part of me going into playing at UCLA and then thinking about professional play. Uh, I think that the the, our listeners are going to be interested in knowing just how big a stars these two ladies were on the UCLA team They, they are among the all-time greats in UCLA history in the sport of basketball. They're among the leaders in career assists, points, uh, three-point shots. Uh, but there's something I think that that's different when we talk about women athletes. And I think it's in many ways unfair, but I think it also in a sort of strange way is, um, uh, is prescient about this notion of after the glory of, of really focusing on their career after. Let's talk about that when we come back. And our special guest, Serena Campbell, Erica Tukanayan. This is Gary Stern along with Lucy Singh. University Credit Union has been providing a financial edge to members for over 70 years. Now you can earn more with University Credit Union. 
Earn up to 5% APY with a university checking account for the banking that you already do. You'll save more when you switch your deposits and loans to University Credit Union. Bank with your brain. Visit ucu.org to join today. Federally insured by NCUA. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Lucy Sang from Resiliency Coaching. I am a certified mental performance coach focused on working with athletes transitioning into life after the glory days of sports. I help like-minded people become high performers and thrive in all areas of life. My goal is to serve as your accountability partner and offer different perspectives as you make tough decisions. Learn more about me on Instagram at resiliency underscore coaching R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T-S-E-E underscore coaching. And thanks for tuning in to After the Glory. And this is Gary Stern along with Lucy Singh. And our guests in this episode of After the Glory, Dorina Campbell and Erica Tukanayan. Uh, Dorina, we kind of left off with, uh, when did you fig- figure out uh, in your journey as a child into high school that perhaps basketball was something you could do seriously at an elite level? Right. So, I mean, my story is very similar to Erica as well. Um, I just remember I got the opportunity to go do a couple summer camps when I was about 14. Um, and one of them was actually UCLA. And I remember that I just loved that summer camp and the people that I played with so much that I was like, that is where I want to go and what I want to eventually end up doing. And I just got lucky enough that when we started getting, I'm pretty sure the same was with Eric, when we started getting kind of letters from different schools, you knew that, hey, I probably could, you know, go to like pretty, pretty much a lot of different opportunities. So before we jump into your collegiate accomplishments, what was the transition of getting recruited like, since you both mentioned you were recruited heavily? Erica? Yeah, so I think a big part for me early on was finding this balance between finding a program that is excelling in their athletics, but also career-wise provides the opportunity. So I feel really grateful that I got recruited from a lot of programs and from Ivy Leagues to all the uh, Pac-10 as it was back in the day, as opposed to Pac-12, from East Coast to West Coast. But I think uh, for me, the recruitment, it kind of felt like being famous. Like, I mean, we weren't on, we didn't, I didn't have social, we didn't have social media like that where you were getting approached, but it felt nice to get letters and it felt nice to coaches come to your game. So there was something really, um, you felt really special. And I was, that was a really unique feeling to have. And of course, when you go through the whole dance, it's kind of like dating, you know, they're, hey. they're putting their best best foot forward when you're doing doing your recruitment trips and a lot of it was for our family deciding on what were the factors that I would be the best fit for the program but also it provides other future opportunities so we came from a very engineering background where we did a table and we did a point system and we graded and interesting enough I was between Harvard and UCLA and then actually Harvard ended up getting higher points but I still chose UCLA because of my uh recruitment trip and the people that I met and it it just felt like being home and I wanted to share that experience with me with my family as opposed to being freezing my toes off and um, (laughs) Harvard and I told my mom don't worry mom I'll go to Harvard later on and I end up doing my master's in public health over there later on so it worked out the way it was supposed to that's amazing and Darina yep Erica hit the head right on the nail I think the it's really exciting being able to get just like multiple multiple letters and then it's exciting to be able to go to each one of these schools and like she said they you know they kind of wine and dine you in a way you know 
the uh, you get to meet the team, you get to meet the players, and they're trying to get you to come there. And those experiences of being able to make a list and choose kind of where to go, what you want is you know it's it's very it's a it's a very rewarding experience. Not many people get that opportunity, so we got very lucky. And I actually think that Dorena may have just uh, created a, a new phrase that's going to be all the rage of social media hitting the head on the nail. Uh, that's very good. <laughs> uh, but he, here's here's what I want to come back to. Um, you were both the elite at UCLA. Um, uh, Erica um, among the all-time leaders, Dorena among the all-time leaders, uh, captain, leaders of your team, uh, national national basketball players. Um, if you're a man playing basketball, all you're thinking about is that NBA career and, and the academics take a backseat, at least the perception among many in the public. If you're a woman, well, you're just playing around in college and now you're gonna get ready for your real career. I think that's unfair. I think that uh, if a woman decides that she wants to make basketball her career, that's a conscious decision and she can do it, do it. And you, and you, whatever the salary is, although obviously the salary differential is another category all to itself. Can you both comment on the fact that, 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 that as elite athletes, both of you weren't really focused on something other than a major career to make a difference in people's lives as you have done, uh, Darina? Yeah, Gary, you know, I think that's, that's a good that's a good question that you brought up. And I think one of the things that makes it a little bit more different for women's basketball is if you do want a professional career in women's basketball, you have to understand that concept that you're going to spend a lot of your time overseas. So that's seven, eight months. Um, and you won't spend as much time here in the U.S. So thinking in terms of long term, how much do I want to spend away from my family? And then when that career is over five, six years, what am I looking for when I'm coming back? Um, and I think that's kind of a little bit of differences between kind of women's and men's basketball. Erica, how do you look at it? Yeah, I think similarly to when I was making that decision, a big part was um, it felt like there were a lot of limitations in that. And even though we, I was considered a top player, both Darina and I, um, I, when the offer was made where I could play in Europe, it, the amount of money that was offered, I was like, I could make more as a research assistant at UCLA than you guys are offering me. And I've already traveled in Europe and I have that experience. So I think also financially, that was um, a big decision to make. And I think part of it is too, is, you know, I, I have family members who really wanted me to play. Like, like my, my, family members told me like you need to do this experience you're never going to have an opportunity like this again and I think part of it is challenging that if you don't have also a lot of mentors or other women around you who are doing that understanding how to navigate that is really really challenging and particularly if you want to play in the WNBA those that opportunity is very very small so I think it can be discouraging and unless you have the right support to navigate that there's a lot of external barriers to going down that pathway so I find it wonderful to do see that there are women who are pursuing that strong women who also have built careers after being in basketball and I or, or professional sports and their mothers and they have second careers as police officers lawyers wh whatsoever but I, I it would be really nice to be able to see more of that and Erica you touched on something that you know triggered another question for me and Gary, a lot of what your comments was about, you know, what the outside looking in when the, the folks who are fans of sports and the folks who are, you know, loving to watch the sports, looking at athletes. But what about within men and women's players yourselves? 
was there a difference in in the men respecting a woman's basketball game erica yeah for sure i mean you get to see it on campus like even just no offense but like even the guys on the football team who were sitting on the bench like i felt like they got more attention than some mm. of our starters like they're not even playing but they're wearing the sweats and, and no offense everyone all the athletes work hard right so it's mm-hmm. not you know to say that it doesn't matter but for sure there's a difference in between uh, and we know the statistics in terms of how much money the programs are getting um and i'm sure there's new regulations that are advocating for there to be more investment into women's sports but the per- perception and how women are being advertised as athletes i think that's a a, a challenge uh, for a lot of um men and particularly uh in social media to understand so i think there was a big difference between how female athletes versus male athletes were perceived even on ucla campus absolutely well, let's, uh, let's uh, go that uh, go uh, uh to another topic uh, when we come back i think our audience is going to be very interested in learning about how being elite as an athlete those characteristics carry over rather nicely toward becoming a, a high achieving person in the field of medicine. So let's talk about that when we come back with Darina Campbell, Erica Tukanayan. This is Gary Stern along with Lucy Sang. We'll be right back. Role models, they can make all the difference. In our world today, they have never been more important. One of the nation's most successful mentoring organizations is Jewish Big Brothers Big Sisters of Los Angeles. Their mission is to assist youth in achieving their full potential through innovative and impactful programs. And no nonprofit agency does it better. Jewish Big Brothers Big Sisters of LA serves Jewish children, boys and girls in our local community with a mentoring program that's been going strong since 1915. That's only the beginning. This nationally known agency owns and operates Camp Bob Waldorf. Its summer camping and weekend retreat programs enrich the lives of youth throughout greater Los Angeles. Then there's a college support program, and last but not least, work that helps kids all over the world through the Teen Talk app. Want to learn more? Go to jbbbsla.org. Donate. Get involved. There's no better way to make a difference. This is Daryl Wayne, here to talk to you about the co-creator and co-host of After the Glory, Woodland Hills lawyer Gary Stern. When Gary's not talking to elite athletes, you can usually find him doing what he's been doing for almost 45 years, navigating the world of government. As a college student and young professional, Gary helped folks deal with federal and state agencies through his work as a caseworker with a local congressman and state senator. That work prepared Gary for a career as a consumer lawyer. Today, Gary still helps people in all walks of life but his passion nowadays is his service as a mediator, mostly in cases like the ones he's been handling for over four decades, where people have been injured in accidents or in connection with their employment. You can learn more about Stern Law, the law offices of Gary N. Stern at his website, www.sternlaw.org, that's S-T-E-R-N, or you can call him at 818-710-2717, that's 818-710-2717. Raise your game to a higher degree. Educating industry professionals since 1991, the University of San Francisco has established itself as one of the leading sport management master's programs in the world. Our locations in San Francisco and Orange County give students access to two of the largest sport markets. Earn a master's degree in 23 months from industry-leading faculty and join a community of over 2,500 alumni and students. 
Learn more and apply today at usfca.edu forward slash SM. Go Dons! And this is Gary Stern along with Lucy Seng uh, uh, back with uh, Dorina Campbell and Erica Tukanayan, both UCLA basketball players uh, from in the 2000, late 2000s, uh, 2007 to 11, uh, right in there, um, and, and both accomplished physicians uh, in Southern California at this time, Dorina with the military at Campbell Pendleton, Erica uh, in the sports medicine department at Kaiser Sunset, what we call Kaiser Sunset, the Los Angeles campus of the Kaiser Permanente system. Um, I have the impression, we've had the impression from the very beginning that the factors, the traits that make you elite athletes are exactly the traits that will bring success in whatever you decide to do afterwards. Erica, talk about the parallels between what it takes to become an elite athlete and what it takes to become an elite physician. Oh, yeah. I mean, my my personal statement to medical school was pretty much about basketball and what it meant to be a captain on the team and being a good teammate, having clear communication and learning how to uh, perform under pressure. And that's something that to this day to my residents I talk about and I use a lot of basketball analogies. So we are privileged that we get to practice uh, life skills on the court and then apply those in our careers. And as a physician where you have to be able to connect with your patients, work well with your nurses, have a good efficient clinic flow, be in leadership roles. I think being an athlete has been such a um, gift for gift for us and gift for myself. So I'm grateful for that. And Darina, how about yourself? Perhaps in the military, there might even be some additional factors that you want to talk about. <laughs> for sure, of course. Uh, first, I want to agree with Erica that, yes, I think one of the things that's very much parallel is like, I was talking about this the other day, is playing basketball, you're pushed to your limits physically. Right. And then now doing medicine, you're being pushed your limits, um, uh, like mentally, just to a certain extent, like having that same perseverance and grit that you have for basketball, you have to have for medicine as well, because it's, it's equally as um, competitive. And then the way it helps out for the military is the military is very athletically uh, inclined. So you have to be able to do PRTs and you have to be athletically fit. So that's a lot of the things that carry over for that as well. Um, and the team aspect is very, very in ground in military and very much discipline of what you learn through basketball. Do either of you get challenged for one-on-ones nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> Not so much nowadays, but it would always be like, oh, you play basketball? Oh, yes, yes, come play, let's play. Like, okay, okay, okay. Little so, do yeah. they know, huh? <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> yeah, I rock my UCLA gear in my sports uh, sports uh, clinic all the time, so I get lots of love for the Bruins. And uh, uh, thank goodness no one recognizes me from playing basketball. I just feel like... No, let's just focus on your hip today. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely helps to be in sports department and have a sports background. Absolutely. So with both of you kind of finding your careers so fulfilling and impacting the rest of the world, where did medicine come from? Because it sounded like with basketball, both of you had someone in your lives leading you into that. But where did the, the aspect of medicine and giving your life to help save others come from? Darina? Yeah, so mine, I was actually almost a little bit again at a camp. I was at a, a camp at UVA and I had sprained my ankle and there was actually a 
gentleman who was, I forgot what sport he played, maybe baseball actually, Gary. Um, and then he was a radiologist and he showed me my ankle and I was like, oh my God, this is phenomenal. And one of the things that he was saying is, hey, what you guys are saying right now is like, you know, a lot of us athletes, you know, play sports, but this is, there's, there's something else that you could do after. And that's how I kind of got into it. Wow. And Erica? Serena, I was going to say, I thought I was your role model for going into medicine. I was a year before you. Okay, thank you. I just want to make sure that I got acknowledged there. Um, so, you know, I think I, I don't come from a family of doctors or physicians uh, at all. So for me, my background has been more of a nurture. My teammates, they used to call me Mama E. And mm -hmm. so my nurturing sort of personality kind of found its way into thinking about medicine somehow it was implanted I think my mom and then mentorship I I was a big part and when I was a UCLA athlete my third year I met uh, Dr. Tony Yancey who was a uh, uh, former collegiate athlete herself uh, was an MD and she happened to be part of the Bruin Athletic Mentorship Council and so she came to our practice and offered her her kind of support and that was a big part of now starting to navigate my journey into medicine and what that looked like and it wasn't straightforward at all took some time off Doe and I worked together at a school of public health at UCLA and kind of navigated uh, the pathway into medicine as we wrap up this edition of after the glory I, I want to just turn to some you know topics that just come up constantly in in our modern society and that is again coming back to uh, uh, women and inspiring them as you both find yourselves uh, reaching great accomplishments in medicine do you have a chance to talk to young women teenagers even younger about sport and about life and 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 how how have you found uh, uh, yourselves in those situations and what do you say to young women uh, Erica I would say don't take no for an answer. I've been told a lot of no's uh, in terms of going into medicine. In fact, when I wanted to initially do medicine at UCLA while being an athlete, I was told no, not going to happen. Um, trying to do uh, pre-med at the same time as being a full-time athlete, no, I still did it. Mentors told me don't apply to medical school, still did it. So for a young lady, I always tell when in doubt, find another way. When in doubt, find a way. Because you're meant to be in there if that's what your heart calls for you. You're meant to be in there. And we need you. I, t I tell everyone, I need you to come and join me. I'm going to pull you with me. Let's go. Let's get on the court. Hey. Let's get on the classroom. I got you. We need you. That's awesome. And Darina? Yeah, and I would just add on to that what Erica's saying is exposure. Right? So a lot of these times, these young ladies, when they come to basketball camps or et cetera, that's the time to say, hey, have you ever thought about this? science, technology, engineering, et cetera, because exposure is what kind of gets them to first kind of think that, oh, this I never thought about that. So. Absolutely. Uh, Lucy, these uh, two friends of yours are just amazing women, and I'm I am honored. so thrilled that we had the chance to spend some time with them on this edition of After the Glory. Why don't you wrap it up with any concluding thoughts? Well, I just want to say that I really hope our listeners understand how these elite athletes have so much more to offer than just what we see by what we're entertained by on the court. And there's, we, we, most of us who love sports know how much work it takes to become an elite athlete, but many of us do not have the 
experience of transitioning from being an elite athlete to a fantastic human being that both Dorina and Erica are today. I'm so grateful for their friendship and I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to cross paths and excited to share their stories with you all today. On After the Glory, this is Lucy Sang with our co-host Gary Stern. Tune in next time for another episode on After the Glory. Lucy and I hope you enjoyed this edition of After the Glory. As we leave you until next time, we want to thank our team, our producer, Mark Allen, executive producer from Podclips, Mike Anderson, and our sound engineer and editor, the insane Daryl Wayne. We are also grateful for music by T. Dan Hofstede. And as we close out this episode of After the Glory, we honor our guest with our theme song, written and sung by my brother in baseball, T. Dan, the master of music from the islands, and the slack key guitar. Until next time, stay safe, healthy, and athletic. Living the dream on a shooting star. Hometown crowd cheering what you are. Living large and riding high. Razzling and dazzling across the sky. Back in the day, so young and strong. Play, you can do no wrong But when that fight is through What you gonna do? Hey, hey, what's your story? What you gonna do after the glory? Step back and take inventory Checking out new territory Not every day What you gonna do?